The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday and happy Veterans Day. Um, a time to think about our people who have served the military. Um, but today we are also talking about a topic about how Professionals really need to know about TV news interviews, how to get them, how to do them right, how to avoid them if you should. Um, and we have two people that are very interested and experienced in the subject matter. We have Bradley Boyer, who's a partner with Ropers, Majeski, Khan, and Bentley. And we have Asha Blake, a veteran broadcaster, media strategist, and she's just lost, launched her new website, goldenheartmedia.com. Welcome, Brad and Asha. Good morning, Cindy. Well, it's really nice to have you. I think that we have a lot of material to cover on this show. Um, You know, Brad, as an entertainment lawyer, of course, we know that you can't discuss privileged information about specific clients, so we'll stay very, very general. But I'm sure there are many, many times where you get very concerned about a client who might be um, involved with something that might go public and how that might be interpreted through the news media. Am I correct? Well, you're, you're exactly right, Cindy. Uh, we're acutely aware of everything that's going on in the media um, when we have a case uh, that could become high profile and uh, are very careful in avoiding the media if we can. I mean, there are certain circumstances, obviously, where you want to make sure that and do everything in your power to ensure that the media doesn't find out about a case you're handling. Um, But in the event that that happens, you definitely have to make sure that you're prepared to address it head-on and, you know, oftentimes get ahead of the story if you can. Get ahead and, and be prepared. I think that there are a lot of people that underestimate the value of good media training. And what most laymen don't know and, Asha, I know you certainly know this, is that there are media professionals out there that are available that can train an individual from all walks of life to um, how to best face the media if they had to or people who could really write comments on behalf of these people so that the media feel like they're at least getting a comment rather than just having blank space, because we all know that saying no comment is saying a lot more than no comment. Am I right, Asha? That's absolutely right. You know, Cindy, now more than ever, people either want to be on TV or they end up being on TV when they don't want to be on TV. So media training is really important for people, as you mentioned, from all walks of life, not just the police chief and not just the fire captain. 
because with reality TV, so many people see that, yes, I can do this, I can be there, but they don't have the knowledge to really make the most of the opportunity when they get it. No, that's it. That's exactly right. And I think if there's one thing that I want this show, one point that I want this show to make for the people that listen, the you know, the service professionals that listen and a lot of student journalists and journalists in training and PR people in training, but really the service professionals in training, um, it really doesn't it really doesn't hurt to look into some basic media training because you really never know um, when you might be faced with a camera because emergencies do happen, um, you know, and sometimes crews will be sent to sit outside of <laughs> someone's door um, when the person isn't prepared for it. And knowing that offense in life can make a crisis a lot easier to deal with. Asha, um, because you were in broadcast television, um, you know, for many, many, many years, I'm sure that you were sent to cover many things where you felt that the person wasn't prepared at all or an interview subject was sent to you and they weren't prepared at all. And then it made your job very difficult, didn't it? Yeah, I've been outside more doors than you can imagine and more freezing weather than you can imagine, for that matter, yeah, as, a, sure. as a reporter. Um, you know, the thing is, I was thinking about all the different people that I've interviewed over the years, and uh, most politicians get it. One very big politician from Chicago did not and you would think he would, and he just rambled on and rambled on, and you couldn't pick a soundbite to use from him. You couldn't pick a good edit point, so he never made the air. And um, the most important thing I think people need to know is to understand the media, how it works, what we need. And once you get that down, it makes it so much easier to deliver what we want. Short soundbites, let's get to the point, look directly at the reporter. The simple points like that that you can teach in media training that people grasp pretty quickly. And I think after you understand how the media works, uh, media trainers work with you to distill your message very simply. Boil it down. Deliver it in 20 seconds. And, um, and decide what kind of brand you are if you're a business and how you want to illustrate your brand or get your point across about your brand. I think those are the biggest points to hit right off the bat with people. Uh, I think that's true. And, you know, Brad, as a lawyer, I think that if one of your clients or somebody that you are advising has to go on the air, and it's hard to avoid, and you feel that it's best for messaging and best to accomplish your goals. Um, I'm sure that you advise them, you know, about the importance of media training and perhaps even going over the talking points before they go on the air, and in your case, making sure that it doesn't do anything to hurt the case and, if anything, helps the case. Um, you know, you have to make sure that the communication messages that are broadcast or um, given to a newspaper or a magazine reporter, um, if you do allow them or feel that it's beneficial to talk to the press, that they know what they're going to say and that it's in tandem with what the scope of what you want to accomplish with the case is, right? That's correct. Uh, we always um, chat significantly with our clients prior to them uh, doing any kind of interview or statement or discussing anything related to any pending litigation they may have. I mean, oftentimes we want to avoid them 
directly engaging in any kind of interviews and things of that nature so that statements can't be attributable to them. Uh, if that's the case, we will often either give comments ourselves or issue press releases. I mean, obviously, there are a whole number of people that are involved anytime you're issuing a press release, uh, professionals such as yourself, Cindy, or others uh, that really know you know, the powerful words to use and the impact that it can have if you have a very uh, significant and colorful um, and carefully worded uh, press statement. It, it makes a big difference, but preparation definitely is the key, and, you know, others can definitely help you with that. Kind of the flip side of what you're saying, though, it's kind of interesting, and Ash and I had talked about this before, is when you're always prepared for an interview, oftentimes the reporters may not be. Mm-hmm. And that can be a, a significant advantage for you because they're not going to know as much about a story oftentimes as you will. And it oftentimes allows you to articulate your own agenda a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And, Ash, I think that you would agree that if you are thrown on a story... Um, and you didn't really have much time to do the research, which, I mean, in the TV news business, more and more, particularly today, because, you know, crews are kind of cut back, and, you know, you can't plan as much as in the entertainment heyday when cash was king. Um, You know, when you do have a subject that really knows what they're talking about, the reporter or the interview really appreciates their knowledge and will embrace it, and the subject can really sort of run the whole show. Yeah, we have to be careful about that. But you're right, uh, Brad. I would say about 80% of the time, maybe even 85 to 90% of the time in this day and age, the average television reporter is handed a story and expected to leave the building probably within 15 to 20 minutes. If they're lucky, they get a chance to jump on the Internet, research something very quickly, um, if they're lucky. So, yes, you know, lawyers have a chance, or all people have a chance to control the interview, but... A smart thing to do if you're being interviewed by a reporter is you might want to prepare a few points or tips to help that reporter out. Brad and I have talked about this. If you want to get your facts across, the points across, realize that perhaps that person doesn't have a lot of time, and if you feel like being helpful, jot some notes, jot some points, put your name on it so they don't spell your name wrong, and um, help that reporter out to some degree to make the best story possible. Right, and I know, and I know that that's the way. It really does come out better because everybody looks like they're know, they know what they're doing. So it's a public service for all, right. um, you know. And of course, a reporter has to be careful. You can't make it look like a commercial for the person. But if the person knows how the media works, they'll know not to make it look like a commercial anyway. <laughs> so that's true. And of course, you know, it's incumbent upon the reporter to get both sides, be fair, and not just take everything you know spoon fed to them by an attorney and, and believe that it's true. But of course, right, the, no, the exactly right. Not I, I know. Bad. What were you going to say, Brad? I was going to say, but of course, the commercial is not always bad. <laughs> the commercial is not. Yeah, that's we have to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Said from the attorney, right? But um, well, some of the frustrations that I've had in life is that you know, from the PR side, is that a lot of people really think that they can that it is a commercial, and I want to slap them. I mean, you know, I don't want to be violent, but I'm just saying it's like there are so many people that you have to explain to them that this is really not a commercial and you don't own this and they're doing you a really, really big favor. You're not really doing as much as a favor for them. <laughs> uh, that's so true. But, Cindy, you know, especially in this day and age where more stories seem like commercials, it's easy to understand how people might get that idea, but you're absolutely right. Well, Tell yes, people I think that's what's not- real. 
I think reality, that, and I go back to my first point, explaining the media, how it works, is probably the most important thing to get across in media training. So they know what to expect. No, exactly. I think that's really right. And I, and I think you make a very good point, Asha, about how news has really changed. Um, you know, for those of us that have been in the industry for, I don't want to say it, but truly 30 years, okay, mm-hmm. we've watched an evolution of, you know, how morning news has changed, how nighttime news has changed. It's become a lot more packaged. And, you know, so yes, you're right. People might easily get the idea that it's entertainment or a commercial for them. Um, but I think that the basic premise is still the same, and that is news is news. Well, listen, we have to take a commercial break, guys, but we have a few more segments so that we could both tell a lot of great stories, our favorite media blunders. I, I, you know, I want to talk about Tiger. I want to talk about BP. I want to talk about Sarah Palin. So there's a lot that we have to cover, so stand by and do not go away after this commercial break. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. 
We're back with Brad Boyer, partner with Ropers for Just Econ and Bentley, and Asher Blake, media strategist, veteran broadcaster, and she just launched her new website, www.goldenheartmedia.com. Brad, if you want to throw out your website, please go ahead. <laughs> sure. My website is uh, rmkb.com. I could have said that, but I wanted to hear you say that. <laughs> it's okay. So listen, we're, we're talking about the importance of um, media interviews and what goes on behind the scenes and how important preparation is. Why don't we um, have some fun and talk about some of the people who we are really surprised about because they really weren't quite prepared and um you know I, I you know my one of my favorites is Sarah Palin because um you know no matter what your political preferences are we I think we all probably watched the interview um where Russia was in her own backyard came out of her mouth and this is a major evening news interview this is the first major network interview that she was having for an hour and the thing that I thought about as a communications professional um, is, like, didn't she have a team preparing her for these tough questions? Because, you know, Asha, you know in particular that, you know, in media training sessions, we try to train our um, clients for every possible hard question that might be thrown at them. So I think that as a, as a professional, I was just shocked that nobody seemed to have taken her through any of the rough global questions that might come up for a presidential candidate. She's a really good case. I'm glad you brought her up because there were problems right from the beginning, and they just continued and they continued to mount. And, you know, one wonders why she wasn't peppered with questions, and and maybe she was, and maybe she forgot the answers. Who knows? That could be. (laughs) But she was one of the most unprepared people, you're right, that I've ever seen that was – thrown to the media, perhaps, and did not have the artillery that she needed to um, fight that fight in the least bit. And, you know, I'm just wondering how much preparation is being done now for her future endeavors, and I hope it's a lot. Well, I, you know, I hope that she learned from her lessons. Um, you know, like you said, it's, it's hard to tell whether she really knows that she had to learn or, you know, whether she thought she was being charming. I, you know, you never really know what goes on unless you really, you know, go on the road with these people and then you have a better idea. But, um, you know, you, you think presidential candidate. And, um, you, you know, I, that's like your media personality, okay, and your marketing quotient mm-hmm. is really one of the major things that could get you into office. And I... You know, again, we talked about how news may have changed a little bit. It made me think whether the mechanics in Washington may have changed too because, uh, you know, they really wanted Sarah to be the sweetheart, the young blood that attracted young people and women to the Republican Party. And, I, I, you know, boy, what a, what a flub. Well, let, let me interject there for, for a second, Cindy, though. I mean, as we all know, I mean, she was meeting with all kinds of people, preparing her for these kinds of things. But, I mean, as you know, not everybody's going to listen to what your, you know, your PR people are telling you, uh, no matter how much you drum it into their head and, and you think you have them bought into it. Um, oftentimes they may, in the heat of the moment, disregard what you told them. I know. I think that's very true. And I, and I think, Brad, we had discussed this before, but that's where, and I'll, I'll, I'll bet that Asher agrees with this one, 
where the PR person or the person in charge of the campaign, they have to be the lion. They have to be stronger than the person that's being on the front lines. And it takes a very, very strong personality to be the kind of person, and I'll use you, Hefner, for example, since I lived it, that could really be powerful enough to shake that person by the shoulders and say, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. don't be an asshole, okay? You mm-hmm. can't mess up everything that you've built because you have your own ideas about this. And I think that, the, you know, the people who run um, campaigns or communications behind big businesses have a very large responsibility to not just be a yes person and to be very proactive because they're responsible for, you know, what that person represents, which is bigger than the person. Do you agree, Asha, that, you know, the stronger communications people that you've worked with probably had better results with the people that they were behind? Yes. You know, it's interesting, um, Cindy, as I was listening to the two of you talk, one thing that people fall prey to, and as a reporter or a news anchor doing an interview, we want you to fall prey to this, is they become comfortable. We know how to make you feel comfortable. We know how to make you trust us when we sit down for an interview. We know how to cozy up to you for the first five to ten minutes, and so you're going to give us answers that we want, and we'll break down your walls. When you're coaching somebody, you need to tell them, here's what that interview is going to do to you in the beginning. Here's what they're going to try and make you feel. Here's what they're going to try and get you to say. And, um, you know, as Sarah Palin was probably doing all of these interviews, she was being lulled into just a sense of comfortability with all these people, thinking they weren't going to hurt her. And it wasn't going to come out bad. As a media trainer, you need to tell them, no, listen to me. Here's what's going to happen. She's going to try or he's going to try and make you feel this way. Don't fall for it. They're going to try and pretend they're your friend. Don't fall for it. And those are the things you have to be really tough about. Because everybody wants to be liked in an interview. Everybody wants to feel happy or comfortable. And we make you feel that way. And that's when problems happen. Right, and, right. You start uh, to trust the interviewer sometimes. Kind of but you're on the other side as a media trainer. Now, speaking about what Asha mentioned, it kind of brings uh, to light that whole Connie Chung interview several years ago, I think, with uh, President Clinton's uh, mother, right? Where she got her real comfortable and yes. made that just between us comment? Right. We say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, just between us and, you know, the 50 million other people that are watching, right? Exactly. Right. And that's that sense of, you can trust me. We're just girls here talking. And um, people fall for that all the time because they want to believe that you don't want to hurt them. Right. And as a media trainer, now that I'm talking on the other side of the fence, uh, that's what you need to tell people. Here's what not to fall for. Right, right. And um, it's that's why, again, I want to emphasize the importance of media training. And um, if you hear this show, I would encourage you to take a look at Ash's website, www.goldenheartmedia.com. Um, there's no better media trainer than a trainer that's been on television because they really know <laughs> how the news works. And um, whenever I recommend a media trainer that um, where a client needs somebody bigger than the basics that I'm able to provide, I'll, you know, a TV broadcaster or, um, you know, a well-known print journalist 
is usually my first choice to refer because you really you guys know it. You don't make believe you know it. Thanks, Cindy. I really appreciate that. And and I might add a couple of other things if you don't mind. You know, it's one thing to know your message, understand your message, distill your message. But in this day and age, something else that's really important, I think you both would agree with me, is just the the branding of that person or, or how they come across on TV because the visual is so important in this day and age. Brad and I wrote a couple of articles where we talked about what to wear, um, how how to be bookable if you want to actually make it on the air. People don't realize that those things are important as well. It's the whole package in this day and age of our visual society. Oh, I think that's so true. I, you know, I, I see some people dress for a media interview and it astounds me. Or they didn't style, or you know, didn't get hair and makeup, and you know, it makes such a difference. And in this day and age too, Asha, you've seen this through the years. It used to be that um, you know newsrooms really did have it in their budgets, where if a person was going in studio, there would be you know, a makeup person kind of standing by that could throw on some quick makeup and do quick hair. Not so much anymore. <laughs> so true. Uh, KTLA, where I worked recently, was one place that did have actually a pretty good makeup situation. All guests who came in had hair and makeup done pretty quickly. Uh, most television stations, aside from the networks, have cut back or cut out the makeup person. So you need to ask that question, do I need to come camera ready? Exactly. And, you know, you can't expect it and... I think that people really have to know that what you look like even before you open your mouth says a lot. Yes, and high def TV is here. And sitting on the set when 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 you're in front of a high def camera, everything is picked up. The smallest piece of hair on your jacket or blazer is picked up. The smallest piece of hair that's sticking up it's it's amazing and scary at the same time. No, it is. It is. Well, it's easier, a little easier for men. Um, Brad, I know that you know the basics. You, you, because you're a pro, Brad, you tell me and Asha and the 50,000 other people that will be downloading this <laughs> what you wear when you go on camera. Well, you, you know, you always want to wear, if you can, I mean, a lot of times you can be ambushed, obviously. Um, but if you're going to go on camera, I always like to wear, if, if possible, a blue suit, um, a starched blue shirt, and, uh, you know, a, a kind of a nice tie. Um, always, you know, obviously with your hair uh, properly, uh, you know, put together along with clean shaven. I mean, it's, you know, high def TV is very important. And, you know, you got to remember when you're out there and on camera, I mean, that's a whole whole bunch of potential clients looking at you and you don't want to miss the opportunity to come off uh, and put your best foot forward. Any anything you want to add, Asha, in terms of dress? We know no busy ties, right, Brad? No, definitely not. You don't want to get the camera like all crazy. <laughs> Brad dresses perfectly, as a matter of fact, and um, he picked all the right things. For men, generally, it's easier for um, and he, stay away from white if you can, stay away from black if you can. If you're a more fair complected person, um, don't wear black. If you're a you know, dark skinned person then try and stay away from white because of how the camera would react or will react. It's all uh, contrast. Stripes, very That's difficult. What I say. The, camera, the camera will moray, um, shake. That means shake or shimmer sometimes if it's like a pinstripe, if it's a small pinstripe shirt. It, little things like that. Sometimes red doesn't come across exactly how you think it's going to. Um, no busy jewelry if you can avoid it for women. 
Right, right. Uh, and ha- and sometimes with women, hair off the face because what, and with men who have big hair, it creates shadows. And yes. people don't realize that, you know, you could cover three, you know, half of your face with two sides of your hair if your hair is too big. We've got to take another commercial break. We'll come back about, talk about media appearances and, you know, how big your hair shouldn't be. <laughs> we come back with Asha Blake and Brad Boyer. Stand by. Back in a second. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we're talking about what you need to know for media appearances, how the news works, etc. And we're with 
Brad Boyer, partner with Ropers, Majewski, Kahn, and Bentley, and Asher Blake, media strategist, um, veteran broadcaster, and she just launched her website, goldenheartmedia.com. You know, we talked about some interviews gone bad. We talked about how to dress and um, how to not make the camera seem like it's shaking from wearing too many vibrant colors. We talked about the importance of looking presentable. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about a little bit is, and just for a short time, is how writing a press release can make or break whether or not you get your subject onto a story. Um, Asha, I'm sure that you received a, many a press release where you just kind of threw it in the garbage. <laughs> Do I have to admit to that, Cindy? Um, yeah, you got it. I mean, we have to let people know that if you're not, if you don't know how to write and you don't know how to get a news person's attention, um, you probably should be an accountant or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, badly written press releases do not get people on the air. And you probably know more about this than I do. I've, I've received many, many, many press releases over the years. And um, now they come mostly by email, at least to the newsroom, uh, which is a good thing. We can read them a lot faster and respond a lot faster. And you have to make it exciting. You have to hit the five points or tips right off the bat. You have to say, how will the viewer benefit when it comes to television anyway? And, and make the person sound exciting. That's the most important part. You think? <laughs> <laughs> no, people don't do that. And it's one of the most important things. Well, I think, you know, I, no, I think that's true. And I want to just add sort of an interesting sidebar in terms of reporter communications that I've learned. And Brad and I have certainly had a lot of conversations about so the power of social media. And, Asha, I'm curious to hear what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the media contacts that I've developed over, you know, the many years that I've mentioned before, but I don't want to mention it too much, um, <laughs> a lot of those reporters, and I'm talking about, you know, Stuart Elliott from the New York Times, people who have been in the business as long as I have been, um, all are on Facebook and Twitter. And I'm finding that they are most responsive, and perhaps it's because we already have the relationship, to um, little short sound bites that I might send to them, you know, via Facebook or Twitter. Um, LinkedIn, not so much, and you know, MySpace, I think, has gone, you know, it's certainly not as popular as the others anymore. But it's it's incredible how fast I could get, you know, a news story based on sending a note to the appropriate reporter saying, can you believe this just happened? Question, And because I already had the rapport, they know me, so they don't think I'm like a crazy lady. Mm-hmm. And um, call me about story regarding um, strategic alliance between these two companies, okay? And they'll like get back to me immediately, faster than email, faster than phone call. These people are on Facebook all day. There are a lot of reporters that are on Facebook all day. Uh, you know what's so funny, Cindy? We've spent... So much, I mean, people who are actually on television or news anchors, we spent a lot of our career early on trying to stay off the Internet. You didn't want people to write things about you. Usually it was in a bad way. But now you have to be on the Internet and you have to connect. Um, I'm just about to set up Facebook and Twitter for the, for the um, company, Golden Heart Media. I haven't done that yet. And Brad's on me to get it done periodically. Well, he should be. Because <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brad. And, uh, he knows how I feel about this. That's right. <laughs> Cindy keeps trying to get me on it, and I just kind of 
I'm taking that and trying to talk you into it because I haven't done it either myself. <laughs> I know. I mean, you have to think, Asha, that um, it's it really helps you build your following, and when your web programmer um, designs it so that everything that you say on Twitter will bring people back to your website, mm-hmm. that you have to think about what an incredible marketing tool that is it, mm-hmm. it, and it's and these de- and right now i think that this is going to change by the way but i right now everything is free i mean mm-hmm. you know how can you ask for a better return on investment when the only money that you're spending is time mm-hmm. um, a lot of reporters are on twitter and facebook all the time it, at least in the ktla newsroom well, they are. Well, here's what's happening in the broadcast print and in, in, in I'm sorry, in the print industry, in the in the print journalism industry, because a lot of newspapers are really making the transition to digital. Let's use the New York Times for example. Okay, mm-hmm. each of the reporters at the New York Times are kind of told as an edict that they have to get more involved with Twitter and Facebook because. You know, by 2015, it's very likely that the New York Times will be digital rather than paper in a complete conversion. So the reporters are told that they have to start, you know, putting their blogs from their stories up on Twitter and that they have to start responding to people via Twitter. So I'm going to give you a little mini case study, and it's very, very interesting. we have a client um, who is in the stemware, you know, business, and we haven't really done spirits or wine for a really, really long time. So our media lists were quite outdated. And whereas my partner, who's based in New York, knows a lot of people at the New York Times, she lost touch with who the, you know, the wine critic was. And I, you know, and she was getting very, very frustrated, you know, like he's not getting back to me and I'm using my friends at the newsroom to try to get, and he's not getting back to me. I'm like, Diane, try him on Twitter. He's on Twitter, okay? Mm-hmm. I bet you he's going to say that you're a fan, you know, of his column mm-hmm. and that you really need to talk to him about a launch of a product, okay? And, you know, but you really enjoy reading his tweets. He got back to her in five minutes. Wow, that's great. Phone calls, no. Email, no. Internal communications from other reporters at the New York Times, no. Twitter, bingo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing that how many uh, people really are into Facebook and, uh, you know, often during the work hours. I mean, anytime I go on to Facebook and you look at your friends that are online, it's it's amazing. But, you know, one tip that Ash and I discussed in our article is if you do reach out to reporters and you become friends with them on Facebook, that is a great way to contact them. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Uh, one of Ash's colleagues, uh, Eric Spillman, that she's, uh, knows, she knows him real well, I recently became friends with him on Facebook, and oddly enough, yesterday I was looking at Facebook and noticed that from a helicopter <laughs> he was, he was uh, posting things on his Twitter account pictures from uh, from being up in the helicopter and and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's, it's very interesting that how active, you know, the news media is on their own Facebook accounts. Well, Eric is great at that. He's really wonderful about uh, tweeting all the time, and uh, I'm glad you did that, Brad, connected with Eric. Eric, as a matter of fact, said as part of our interview, he gave us an, us an interview for an article that Brad and I wrote, that um, if he gets so many emails 
that if he doesn't see your name or he doesn't know who you are, more than likely you will be deleted from, you know, he won't even read your email. Um, somebody else in the newsroom, the supervising producer, a friend of mine, gets three to 400 emails a day of people pitching stories to be on KTLA. And, uh, you know, Cindy, you mentioned this earlier, the more you know a reporter, get to know a reporter, the easier it is. And I, I think you're right about Twitter and Facebook. Faster, easier. And, you know, they'll follow you. And then if you say anything interesting, you know, they'll, listen, it's, you have to be just as interesting on Twitter and Facebook. And I'm talking from a business point of view. I'm not, you know, in the news business. You know, personal is a whole different thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to be really entertaining and inter- interesting. And, you know, they'll, they'll continue to follow you because they're entertained by you. But you're right. Email, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a great idea anymore. The inundation is just incredible. I mean, you know, I have like an internet radio show that you're both kind enough to be on, and I'm inundated with pitches for people that, you know, you know, want to be on my show. But I, how many of them can I really look at? You know, I have. A, I'm doing other things too. It's, you know, you you need at least a very. If I'm going to look at somebody that I don't know. There has to be a news headline connected with it that's of interest to me. Right. So, um, you know, and that's, let's go back to the press release for a second. Um, the headline of a press release should really be a grabber. I mean, if it's a boring headline, that's really going to be thrown away. Right. And so many people don't realize that you have to write it for, from our perspective in the news media what the viewer will get. For instance, five tips to, you know, help you save money this Christmas or uh, five, ten things not to do uh, when you're creating a website. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to somebody about that story the other day and um, how to make it sizzle right off the top. What's the viewer going to get? Where's the benefit? And then no, go into why your person is the best person to do it. No, exactly. You have to think like a news person thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, Brad, you're very, very good at that. Brad, what kind of made you, did you have an aha moment while you were practicing law that where you discovered that you really have to think like a news media person thinks in order to get um, the best kind of coverage? Well, I, I, I don't know if I had an aha moment or not. Um, you know, I work closely with, with one of my partners over here, uh, Richard Charnley, who had been you know, doing entertainment-related litigation for years and years and years, and, and he kind of you know, helped me... Um, early on and kind of explained to me the value of the media and, you know, how important it is to stay in contact with the media, return their phone calls, and keep up a good relationship with them. So I think it was something I learned over time as, as opposed to just an aha moment. All right. So even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to um, be covered on the media, it's really best to know them. <laughs> yeah, don't stay away from us. We're not as bad as we seem. <laughs> I mean, okay, you sometimes know, we are as bad as we seem. Well, it, you know, it's very, very interesting. Um, people really don't understand the difference between no comment and um, I'm not. I, I, I am prohibited by law to talk about this now because we're in trial. They're two very, very different things. This, 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 yes, I, Brad and I have talked about this, and I believe that no comment is not a good answer. You can say almost anything which says no comment, but that's better than no comment. Brad, it's you can probably reason. throw out a few of those that you can say to a reporter, which allows me to get a soundbite from you to put into my story so my news director is not going to have my head when I go back. Give me something to put on tape. No comment doesn't really help. 
Brad, what would you say instead of no comment? To give me something that I need to put on camera, which is similar to no comment, but better. You know, something simple such as my client's not in a position to respond to these allegations at this time. Um, you know, there's currently an ongoing investigation, and we don't want to comment to jeopardize the, uh, you know, the validity of that investigation or things of that nature that, you know, it's basically an art of, of saying nothing with saying something. Exactly. And that's about, you can make it 8 to 15 seconds. That's exactly what we need, and anything is better than just no comment. I think that's a very important point. We're going to take one more commercial break, then we're going to finish up the show. Um, So think about some of the things that you both want to conclude with, and don't go away. We'll be back in a few minutes. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're on the final segment of our show, What Every Professional Needs to Know About TV News Interviews. You guys have been great, really um, wonderful, informative, important information to people with experience, and really, really appreciate that a lot. 
Um, I want to kind of talk a little bit about crisis management, which is a little different than media coaching. And, um, you know, Brad, I'm sure that you've had to work with crisis management professionals in the past um, where it's not the message is probably more important than even considering the media implementation. A- absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's it's very hard um, and very important to get the, the right message that you're going to articulate and decide, you know, exactly what the best way to disseminate that information is. I mean, everybody has a different view. Everybody has a different opinion on what the best uh, response is to a bad story. Is it to... Um, not feed a bad story? Is it to be proactive? Is it to uh, say something, um, you know, to refute those? And you do it on broadcast, you do it via press release, you do it on your Facebook account or MySpace account. I mean, there's a lot of things to think about. And, you know, you and I have talked about this, I think, Cindy, quite quite a bit, that there is a big difference, um, especially in the entertainment industry as well, uh, when you bring in a crisis manager versus just your typical celebrity publicist. Very, very, two very different kinds of people on the most part. And I think that's why we find a lot of celebrities, you know, in a position where they are like deer caught in the headlight because their publicists have not properly prepared them. Something happens in the morning, and they're walking out of Nobu, in the early afternoon, guess what? The crews are going to be there, and they probably shouldn't be walking out of no boats. <laughs> um, you know, there's way to, ways to handle things. Um, one of my favorite, you know, case studies, recent case studies, and Asha, I'd be interested in your input on this too, is don't you think everything would have been different with Tiger Woods if he would have come out, okay, immediately, you know, preferably with wife by side, and said after he banged up his car that night, okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, guys, you know, media and the public tend to really put us on superstar status, superhero status, and we really aren't superheroes. We have fights just like you do, um, you know, and my wife and I really just had a fight, and I had to blow off steam, so... We would really prefer to work out our personal problems privately, give us some time, and really we apologize for, you know, for this incident. I think if he would have come forward and did that right away instead of keeping quiet so that the media had rumors brewing like wildfire and became in the most amazing race to find out who Tiger was sleeping with, um, he could have really mitigated that. Absolutely 100%. Um, I always like to say you rarely go wrong by being human. Everybody's human. Everybody understands um, human frailties. And and he should have come out right away and said something similar. You could have written the statement, Cindy, right there. <laughs> for yeah, him. I mean, it's, uh, you know, come on, you know, just address it. It was Thanksgiving weekend. I remember this last year. And I remember, I, 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 and again, there really wasn't the publicist involved. It was his management. It was IMG. I, you know, so, you know, come on. I mean, well, you know, you let Thanksgiving weekend go. Friday, you know, it's Saturday, 
Sunday and hope that the story is going to go away? Because We never go away. That's the whole point. People need to know we never go away. The worst thing you can do is try to stop a story from getting out. In this day and age, with TMZ, Radar Online, uh, websites, news stations, you know, all the major morning news programs, you know, leading their headlines with, um, you know, Bristol Palin. I mean, we never go away. And the harder you try to push us away, the faster and more fierce reporters will come forward. And, um, or paparazzi, in this town anyway. No, no, exactly. So, so never, right. never think that we're going to go away, and never think that you can hide anything from us because in this day and age, you can't. No, no. And with Twitter, you know, again, everybody's a citizen journalist, so yeah. the the rumors are going to just really it, it just multiplies like rabbits. It it doesn't it doesn't stop at all. It's whole other component. I wanted to also bring up before we end the show, um, you know, how astounded I think we all were with BP and the way that Tony Hayward responded to the latest crisis. I mean, you know, obviously he stepped down and, you know, it ended up to be a disaster. But what did you think about the comment that, you know, you know, there's the hugest spill in, in history in the Gulf, okay? Mm-hmm. And he just wants his life back. I mean, now, analysts said that it was cultural and he wasn't American and there was all kinds of, like, silly excuses. I would really be curious to hear what you both have to think. Brad, you want to go first? Well, I was I was surprised by that comment as well, and I, I think those kind of comments are really what underscores, you know, the importance of having a an appropriate PR crisis management person on your team as as one of the key leaders of the team to assist you in in, in knowing what to exactly say and articulate. I mean, that's you know that's not the time to talk about how your weekend's ruined. Um, <laughs> You know, when you're dealing with something like this. So, you know, I mean, those kinds of things underscore exactly why you need a PR person. I mean, that's a story that keeps going and going and going. And, you know, geez, if you look at current stories right now, you look on TMZ, I mean, what? They have about five or six stories about Mel Gibson every day? Uh, Yeah, to address that point, I couldn't believe it. At first, I didn't think it could possibly be true that he said it when I first heard it. And... um, and then it continued to spiral downwards on many levels, and they desperately needed help in that situation. Um, just to bring up a point you just mentioned, TMZ, Brad, yeah. the Anna Nicole Smith case, Brad and I talked about that, the, the death investigation recently here um, of the doctors. I actually knew one of the doctors, and I talked to him a few months ago and because uh, we live in the same neighborhood, and I said, if you're interested in telling your story, just let me know, and you know, we can put it on Good Morning America, we can put it on Today's Show, just, you know, just in casual conversation. And I was really shocked to see, Brad actually told me about this when the decision came down. Brad, correct me if I'm wrong, but he did his first interview with TMZ, correct? Sitting with Harvey Levin, the doctor? No, I I think what he did is he had a press uh, conference outside of the courthouse that was covered live on TMZ. But I did see him sitting in the TMZ office, though. Oh. And uh, at one point, I'm almost positive I saw him sitting there. Well, I know I saw him sitting there with Harvey. And I just thought it was really interesting that he chose that route instead of going where more most people would go would be Good Morning America to tell your side of the story or the Today Show. So I thought well, that we was have very to wrap, but it just seems to me it demonstrates the power yes. of Levin today and the power yes. of TMZ because it became a it almost became a credible news organization. <laughs> well, yeah, I was shocked 
when I saw him sitting there. So That's I want to thank you both for spending the hour. I, this was really a great show. Please look for it to download probably tomorrow afternoon on voiceamerica.com, and it's yours in perpetuity. Um, Brad, it's always a pleasure to work with you. I really enjoy our relationship. And, Asha, I'm really happy to meet with you, and I'm hoping that we could do business together. I would love to, Cindy. Thanks so much for having me on the show. This has been great fun. Brad, it's always lovely to talk with you as well. <laughs> Thank Very you, nice. guys, and you have a really great weekend. Thanks. You too. All right. Take care, everybody, and be safe. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. Bye, I'm an American.